Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to ASU Football Insider. I'm your host, Rocky. Second week in a row, the Sun Devils played the tail of two halves, losing to Oklahoma State 27 15. Of 15 to 10 at the half, the Sun Devils went scoreless in the second half while surrendering 17 unanswered points to Oklahoma State. Juan, what's your thoughts on last week's game? I think what we saw was a young head coach trying to find a way to be successful without exposing his quarterback to unnecessary maybe pressure, injuries. As you know, Oklahoma State is always tough defensively. You know, year in and year out, they put guys in the NFL. They don't get a lot of high-round draft picks, but they get guys that play and guys that make rosters. And the reason they do that is they have a great system. They have a knack for developing these guys. They, they, they play their system very well, especially on defense. And I think as the game was going on, you know, they have issues on the offensive line. They lost the right tackle, you know, three three plays into the game, and, and you're you're out your starting tackle. So you, you're minus about three or four starting, starting linemen, and you have a freshman quarterback where you're trying to get, you know, in a rhythm, trying to get him into a flow, trying to get him into a position where he can manage the game. But you don't want to maybe put the game in his hands, which I don't know if I necessarily agree with that approach because Jaden Rashada has shown that he can throw the ball downfield. Uh, he had that great pass over the middle that went for a touchdown for his only touchdown of the day. And I feel that maybe had they done a little bit more of that, even if it's a quicker route or something shorter where he's a short drop to get him into a rhythm, get into a groove. Instead, they they try to screen and short pass their way and swing pass their way into uh, into an offensive rhythm. It just didn't work for them in the second half. It just uh, it was just a mess. And, and, was- and I think that is a byproduct of, again, you got youth at the quarterback position, you got lack of depth on the offensive line right now, and then you got a head coach who's trying to find his way with all these different components and trying to make it work. So the one bright spot was Scadabo. You know, he he got him out of a lot of bad situations, but unfortunately, he's not going to be the game changer. He he needs to be a tool in the in the greater picture. At the end of the day, they're going to have to find a way to get Jaden Rashada to take over the game and start leading these guys to scoring more points and eventually to get some wins. That leads to my second question. Rashada, you know, he went 16 for 29 uh, pass attempts for 167 yards and a touchdown. What do you think is about his progression from week one to week two? He's a freshman, and he has a lot of skill. He has a lot of talent. He has a lot of raw ability. But when you're an 18-year-old kid, the game is just moving so fast for you. Not a lot of freshmen come into a situation and become an immediate star. It just doesn't work that way. The game of football is, is a game of inches. It's a game of sight adjustments. It's a game of adjustments. Um, it's a game of audibles. And for a quarterback, he has to be able to see all these things in a very fast time frame. So as the game slows down, I have no doubt that Jaden will be able to manage the game a lot better. But what we're seeing is uh, is a combination of maybe nerves, lack of experience, and again, a lack of that uh, assuredness that he's being protected. He has a little bit of happy feet. And again, that's a byproduct of not having the right offensive line in place. Hopefully as the season progresses and they get some of these guys back, they're going to be able to get him in positions where he can plant his feet, throw the ball, deliver it, uh, be able to read the defense a little better. Right now, what we have is just a situation where you're, you're asking a young kid to do a lot. And I don't think uh, Coach Dillingham is trying to get him to do too much because that could be the reverse effect where he loses confidence. He he, he loses all ability to be able to, to, to succeed. And that's what you don't want when you have a no. freshman quarterback. So it's, it's a combination of protecting him. But at the same time, giving them opportunities. Again, I feel that they should open up the playbook a little bit. Maybe we'll see some of that this week. And just give the kid an opportunity to deliver the football. 
Okay. Hey, one thing I did know, notice about him was his poise. You know, when he took the loss like a like an upperclassman, you know, and I know you've seen a lot of uh, quarterbacks in your time, and you know what those traits look like, uh, especially when we come down to technique and discipline, you know. So, but one thing that I did notice is fourth down, five times we went for, you know, one of five, particularly one that stood out was the one midway through the fourth quarter. How could that affect the psyche of the team? What affects it a lot, but it goes back to third down. You got to get covered third downs. If you're third and six, third and five, third and four, even third and eight, you got to be able to find a way to convert that and get the first down. I could appreciate what Coach Dillingham was doing going forward on fourth down. I mean, it's, it's it's gutsy. It shows that he's willing to make that call and roll the dice when he has to. But there is a, such a thing as overdoing it and putting your defense in bad situations. And our defense started the game fast, but as the game wore on, and they were getting off. They were getting on the field and playing a lot of plays. As you saw, they wore down, and that's that's normal because when, when when you're three and out, three and out, three and out, and then Oklahoma State's getting a little bit of an offensive rhythm. They were sustaining drives. They were extending drives. They weren't making massive, humongous plays, but they were doing just enough to keep the chains moving. Um, they were converting their third downs. They were they were going for it and getting making that happen. So what you saw was two teams that were very similar talent wise. But when it came down to the third down conversions, you know, the, the success on first down, even the success on second down, they were a lot more efficient than we were. And that's why you saw Oklahoma State pull those points off in the second half. ASU's offense stumbled because they were not able to convert on third down, which then leads to fourth down, which now the coach is rolling the dice. And when it's fourth down, you know, it's, it's turnover on downs. They, the defense gets the ball right there. You can't play the punt game. You, you, you've eliminated the field position game. You're giving them the ball close to midfield. And that's the result, 17 unanswered points. Today's Sun Devil Spotlight is represented by the defensive line. B.J. Green, C.J. Fight, and Ashley Williams will be accompanied by their defensive line coach, Vince Amy. How you guys doing? Yes, sir. Welcome, fellas. Cool. Thank Thank you so much for coming on. Hey, let's start with B.J. B.J., every time I hear your name, every time B.J. Green is mentioned, it's you taking guys under your wing. How important is leadership to your younger teammates? Not just one aspect but of all dynamics? Um, leadership is basically just like, it's how you build a program, really. Like, you just, you want to, like, make sure you, like, building guys and doing, being the leadership. Like, I, I've always been somebody who told myself, like, if I'm ever in, like, a, a position of leadership, I'm going to want to be the leader that, like, I wish I had as a freshman. So that's, that's a big thing for me, like, not like both like vocal wise and just like visually because like I'm not really a big talker so I like to just show by example like just show instead of, instead of like me just sitting there telling you what you got to do like I'd rather just make the play and show you that like how you're supposed to do it than rather than just be sitting there talking so so BJ I do got a question so as a veteran player and and you played a lot of football you've seen a lot of snaps when you're in that position of being a veteran being a guy that other guys look up to. You know, you got new system, new coach, new position coach. How important is it for you to not only work, on obviously, your game, because as a veteran player, you're aspiring, obviously, to go to the next level. But at the same time, to be able to kind of get yourself in a position where you are that leader, you are that guy, at the same time developing your skills. You know, how, how do you how are you able to balance all these different things while adjusting to a whole new system? Um, this this is a system that like like I like caters not necessarily caters to me, but it caters to my strengths. So it wasn't a big transition for me. But mostly it's just holding in on the little things that we just got to focus on every day. Like miss like maybe like how how I run like my stunts for like certain 
angles that I have a departure from like uh, my past rush for just like sitting it down when I got to play the run game. It's just different things that you just got to hold in on that'll make a big difference when you get to Saturdays. So that's what I really like to focus on. I thought I saw uh, Dwight Freeney on that field the other day, man. <laughs> <laughs> Word up. Hey, now this is for both, both of the freshmen. Hey, getting your first taste of big-time college football, what was the biggest difference between high school football and college football? Well, really, I thought there was more. Like, before the game, I psyched myself out. I was all nervous. I mean, I'm nervous for usually every game, but this game, was, it was different. First game playing, uh, everybody says big-time football, but at the end of the day, football is still football. But I had, actually, BJ, BJ had talked to me and said, don't get starstruck because uh, at the end of the day, like, you've been playing football your whole life. Don't let this be any different. So once I started playing, got the first snap out of the way, really, it actually did just start feeling like regular football, like just normal football. It's just maybe the some dudes are faster, some dudes are stronger, but it really wasn't too much of a difference. Got you. Now, Ashley, now, yeah. I want to know the difference between preparing for the Central High School Wildcats out of Louisiana and a team <laughs> like Oklahoma State out of Louisiana. I got Central in a bit. I had a lot, too. But yeah. I was saying, uh, yeah, back in high school playing against Central, now I'm like a, a good robbery, both like 10, 20 minutes from each other. So those are always good games. I'll say it up. How, how I always did in high school, like, I'll do recovery the two days before the game. Like, a day before the game, I'll go to the chiropractor and in the area of Baton Rouge. I get my back cracked, legs right, and everything. Then on, on that Friday, it's go time. But I'll say, uh, compared to college, you got to get, like, way more stuff, like, treated on you. Mm-hmm. And also, like, just working out. As well, getting your body right for I mean, like plays you're gonna play during each snap, and just knowing how to go from high school to college is just a big transition as well. So I got a question for the young guys. So obviously coming into a a, a new program, especially from different parts of the country. You got so many different things happening, right? You you, you got school, you got uh, football, you got coaching, you got all these different things. So I don't know if everyone's everyone's ever bothered to ask freshmen this question. So I'm going to ask it: Is take us into how you you mentally handle the day to day grind of being a college football player? It's not easy. It's 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 there's a lot happening in, in today's world with social media bombarding and people probably wanting to talk to you about this or talk to you about that. Just how are you able to? Kind of put all this together at the same time, be able to show up every single day, put in your work, and be able to take the field as freshman, which isn't easy to do, and you guys are doing that. So kind of walk us into what your thought process is and what your preparation every single day when you wake up to when you go to sleep or how you make this work. Uh, really, I'd say it's just the, the time to yourself. You know, time to yourself is big. I do that, like, if I need a, if I need a work or do work, or if I need to do film study, just the time by myself where I can just, it's just me doing what I need to do. That that helps me mentally. It, it just brings a certain level of focus that I need that I can't get where if I'm uh, in a group of people or just things like that. So I'd say that time by myself doing what I need to do really uh, helps me mentally for the games and uh, preparing for the games. Yeah, like 
managing your time is like one of the biggest things you have to do whenever you get to college because you got school, you got practice, workouts, you got a lot of things that you got going on a day-to-day -day basis. So just managing your time and just having a schedule for everything, alarm clocks, all that, this stuff helps. <laughs> so let's kick it to coaching. Being one of the best D-line coaches in the country. That's right. For sure. Your defensive line is yep. the right spot for the team. How do you motivate these guys? <laughs> you know, just uh, speaking, you know, coming from experience, you know what I'm saying? Playing 11 years professionally, playing here at ASU, being around some good people, some good coaches, some good players in my lifetime. I've taken bits and pieces from all these dudes, great ones, great ones. And how do you know, Bruce Snyder, head coach here, is motivating dudes, you know, play for Gruden, you know, been around some good coaches. So I take that and put it in my tool bag in my arsenal and I use it to motivate these dudes and speak on it and, you know, and tell them what I've been through in the trenches and what it's like, you know what I'm saying? Not everybody has been able, not every player has been able to be able to coach football, you know, the great ones. They're not able to. So I'm, you know, I thank the Lord for blessing me with the gift to coach these boys, you know what I'm saying, and motivate them and get the best out of them. And, you know, we have a bond. If, if they trust in you and believe in you, then they're going to throw it out in the field. They're going to play like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I tell you right now, I, in the game, DJ Green has his hand on my shoulder, you know what I'm saying, ready to go in. I, they're like caged dogs. So, you know, I look back and they just ready to go back in, you know what I'm saying, squeezing my shoulder, you know, and we just got fight back. And, you know, he, he's a beast in the middle. And I, I shoot, I love watching them. You know, I get I get a front row seat to watch these guys do what they do what they do. Coach, you know, as a young player, and I remember well because I was with you on your recruiting trip as well. But we'll tell that story. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> you, you were able to come in right away, and you were part of a pretty big heralded recruiting class. A lot of pressure on you um, as a young guy coming in here in 1994, and you were able to turn that into success. You were a four year starter all Pac-10, you played professionally, you got, you know, we went to the Rose Bowl together, we were part of that team. So now as a coach, you're you're seeing it from the other end, right? But you're also mm -hmm. know what it feels like to be on their end. How have you been able to turn that into what I would say so far is a very successful tenure? Because I see the way your guys are playing. I see what they're what they're what they're bringing to the table. How have you been able to spin that so that you can relay that to these kids and you can teach them and, and take them down the path you want? You know, like I said, just kind of just you know, coming from personal experiences, you know what I'm saying, that I have in my life and, and to be able to dial into them, you know, and every every player is different. So you can't just, all right, here's what you got to do. Here's what you got to do. Like, I'm on BJ all the time, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, because he wants to go make plays. And so there's sometimes he has to do it, you know, for the, not sometimes, but you got to do your 111. Talk about doing your 111 and executing with the call. And there's sometimes you got to be a football player. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's what these dudes are. They're football players. So they can't just go out there and do their own thing. But there's times where, you know, you you see what you see. And, you know, instead of putting your hat in that gap, you can pop it, you know, backdoor it and stuff like that. But you can't do that all the time. So once again, that comes from personal experience. So, you know, like I said, look at these hands, these fingers, it's a grind in there, you know what I'm saying? You know, three screws in these pinkies, surgeries, it's a doggy dog world in there. So I need dogs and these dudes are dogs, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I look at them in their eye every day. I squeeze them up. We hug each other, tell each other we love you, you know what I'm saying? And we ride out. And that's, that's just what we do, how we going to do it. And that's the mindset, you know, and like I said, playing at a young age and 
you know, being on the field. Like I said, my first game was against, was against Miami. Ray Lewis, Warren Sapp, you know what I'm saying? And watching them dudes, you know, Ray Lewis came out with that flag. Hold on. Came out with that flag and stuck it right on the ground on our sideline. And that mindset, seeing that, like I said, seeing these great players, I, I study them, you know, and, and uh, you know, being around you, Juan, you know what I'm saying? You know, we were. We, we were. You know what I'm saying? I love you, man. It's the brotherhood we have. And I want these dudes to understand, in order to win, you got to be tight. You got to be a family. You have a bond. You got to be brothers. You know what I'm saying? And it, you'll build lifelong relationships from that. Um, you, can, you can look over to the man next to you. You know he's going to do his job and do his 111. And and that's what I'm, you know, teaching and preaching. And and that's what it's going to be. There's, you know, it's mandatory. And, and Coach, for, for you, from a personal level, I'm, 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 I'm going to make you get deep here, man. How how special and how meaningful is it to you that we do have this brotherhood, we do have this bond, and you're able to bring it to these young men in our alma mater? Oh, it means the world to me. You know, it's my dream job. I've been, I've been wanting to get here for the past five, six, seven years. You know, there's been five, six D-line coaches that chats my ass every time I see somebody else get hired. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and now that I'm here and I walk in this building every day and, you know, I see the guys I play with on the wall. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, um, and they're, they're the great ones. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't have all the big stats and, and sacks and all that stuff, but, you know, I play my balls off with these dudes that's on the wall. You know what I'm saying? So it gave me success. And now I want to breed that success into these dudes that I coach now. So walking in this building every day, it's not work. It's not work. It's, it's a dream job of mine and I love it. And I love these dudes. And, you know, um, you know, we got to, we got to, you know, ways to go still, you know, long season to go and they have to be consistent. And it's a thing we have, you know, be consistently good, not occasionally great. So the consistency has to maintain throughout the, throughout the weeks. You know what I'm saying? And some of these are still young. They got time here. So I want them to be great. And, and our motto is to be the best group on the field and just be the best group in, in the pack, point blank, period. I want people to fear us when they line up against us. Hey, Vince, when you're coaching players or student athletes, mm -hmm. we're really highlighting the student portion of it. You know, with guys that may go on one day to change the world, like BJ yep. Green with his, uh, with his ambitions to work with kids and prosthetics. Right. Mm -hmm. Things like the postseason ban. What was your approach to get them refocused and to get the most out of them with everything that they're facing? You know, that day we was told it was a little, you know, gloomy here, you know, like, eh. but at the end of the day, you can't go in the tank because we're in the business of entertaining people. People are watching. All eyes are on you. So if DJ Green and CJ fight want to go to the league, you know, and Ashley Williams want to go to the league, they got to perform. Point blank, period. Ban, bowl ban. You think about these days, anyway, the best players don't even play in the bowl game no more. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They get ready for the league. You know, unless it's a, unless it's a you know, bowl, you know, that we play for a national championship, then you better play in that. You know what I'm saying? But the mindset is win. Point blank, period. Win. When not win, you know, win for yourself, win for your teammates, win for that last name on your back. You know, you got to win because nobody wants to be around a loser. Point blank, period. You want to you want to sell out crowd? What you got to do? You got to win. You got to win. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it was tough. That day was tough when we heard about it. But at the end of the day, we can't we don't have time to hang our heads and mope around. We got we got business to take care of. Love it. So, 
the message to you, D-liner, man, you know, Vince, I'm going to get a little, a little emotional maybe right now is you guys have no idea how blessed you are to have this man coaching you. I've known him for almost 30 years. I will ride or die with this guy because at the end of the day, he does everything with his full heart, with his full soul, whether it was rushing the passer, stopping the run. Like he said, he didn't have the fancy stats. He didn't get all the accolades that other dudes got, but it's because of the work he put in that those guys were who they were. So listen to this guy. Trust me, he's going to take you where you need to go because I know that at the end of the day, if I call him in the middle of the night and I needed him, he'd be right there because that's how Absolutely. he does it. He does it with his heart and soul. You guys are blessed. Listen to this man, Vince. I love you. I'm so glad you're back. You're home. I love, you know, I just, I'm yeah. thrilled that you're here. So <laughs> I love you too, man. <laughs> hey, you guys got anything for Coach? We have anything? Yeah, do you guys have anything for Coach? Oh, man, I'll see, you. I'll see you tomorrow. Hey, thank you guys for coming on. I really appreciate it, man. Look forward to the rest of the season, guys. Yeah, thank, yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Go Devils. Yep. Hey, and thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next week with our recap of the game versus the Bulldogs of Fresno State. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.